What's up, y'all? Welcome to a breaking of the Folly the Podcast. I'm your host with the most. So let's have a toast, Lita Johnson. And I went through my daily talking from people about this game. Now, it was up and down. It was a lot of mistakes. The 18 turnovers for 21 points was big. Dig what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to come to a conclusion that you can't be sitting up here having no 18 turnovers. I don't care what's going to listen. We, and it's crazy you only lost by eight points. Eight points only. You had 18 turnovers like that. Like that. Philly got limited stuff to at least 10. At the most, you got to have is 10. You know what I mean? I, I think it was just too much. You know, you have turnovers like that, waste time, momentum shifts. And Philly had to battle back a couple of times. Had had a big run, like a 16-0 run. And it, it just shows. You see, people have the wrong perception about Philly. And it's a lot of fans I'm talking to. I'm talking to some fans. I mean, you listen to a lot of analysts who feel like, okay, since Ben Simmons is gone, like like Boston's just power. What I saw in Boston wasn't, I mean, you see Gordon Hayward scoring. Jason Tatum is an unstoppable dude. That can, you know, it's not like he can't be stopped. But what I mean by unstoppable is that you get those scores who can be real, real hard to stop, score effortless, effortlessly. And smooth guy, like a taller Ray Allen, um, is, is working more and more his killer instinct. And he's a problem. He's a problem. But there's no other problem on the team. Not Jalen Brown's like he. The Sixers are better. Then Boston, if they don't have Ben Simmons, then if, if if Boston didn't have Jason Tatum. Like, right now, if you take Jason Tatum away, the Sixers are overpowered. I mean, if you take Jason Tatum away and take Joel Embiid away, Philly still has a chance with Tobias Harris. That's another thing. Tobias Harris, let's talk about that. He didn't he didn't do it this game. There's no reason to knock him off this and the fourth, but he didn't do it. If Tobias Harris is more involved in this game, and was more of a killer in this game, then this this game would be won. Right now, then they took Joel Embiid away from the fourth. Of course, there's some questionable decisions. Brown, Brown has his own perception. I think the only thing I don't like, well, I always say his job is questionable. I don't, he's not a bad coach. I just feel like he makes bad decisions. Just like any other coach in, in their clutch. I mean, Brad Stevens ain't won no championships. Let's, let's just put that out there. He's been, if you look at Brad Stevens and you look at, um, you look at the Sixers and you look at Brett Brown. I mean, Brett Brown has done with, dealt with more than Brad Stevens. Who's a better coach? I feel like Brad Stevens is a better coach. I feel like he's a better coach in terms of how he's, you know, had to deal with the talent he got. I mean, he had more talent than Brown. I'm looking at a team like if Brown had the Celtics, it would be different. be a little bit different. I mean, you got – Talent climber. They never had to lose. They never had, Brad Stevens never had to go through the, the process situation ever. So now when you see the players that Brown got and what he does, how many new t- players has Stevens had to deal with? Stevens actually developed. Jason Tatum got developed. Marcus Smart got developed with the team. Jalen Brown, he developed a nucleus of players. And how many players have changed on their team? Seriously, everybody's been drafted, been put on that team. You're going to bring in Anders Katner, but how many years has he had to deal with new teams? How many years? He had Horford and Thomas for a minute. 
was winning with them guys. Horford stayed with their team and, you know, Morrison. They had guys that helped these young guys develop. Right now, it's just been Ben Simmons and MB. That's why people think it's nothing without Simmons. It's like it's nothing. That shit is over with. No Ben Simmons is over. Because that's what has been built around this team. The only people who have stayed pat has been Ben Simmons and Joel MB. Look at this team. Look at the Sixers team. From the Robert Covington to Dario Sarge days, the DJ McConnell. Guys, who's there? They're just bringing shake building up. He's just getting his his look like his first taste, his real taste in the season. Shake Milton's getting. Think about that. In the playoffs now, you got to – and he did a good job. He started out slow. He's always he's going to have those starts. He hasn't he hasn't had those war wounds yet. But what you hope for this, what I think can happen for sure, because he's not like a top five. He's not a top three player on that team. You got Tobias. To me, that's just Tobias, MB, and Richardson. That's it. And Richardson did a good job. Alec Burke did a good job. But if we had Tobias hitting just, just 22 points, that's seven more points you put on the board. What that does is that free up other guys when you know you got to deal to Tobias Harris. Tobias wasn't a killer in the fourth. We needed him to be a killer in the fourth. And I think that's what Brown was leaning more toward Tobias Harris being that guy. And Tobias is going to end up becoming that guy because that's who Brown trusts. People got to understand he has to get this team figured out on the go. The restart happened. If if you had the second half of the season and you haven't played like that, it's different. Then you restart. You got a mental chemistry, but you don't have a chemistry on the court on both ends. Obviously, as you can see with the turnovers and with some defensive mistakes, and then they played a better defensive game in the playoffs than they play all year. I'm talking about this was a good all-around defensive effort. The fourth quarter, they collapsed. That was it, but it was a more of an all-around defensive effort than I ever saw. 100, 109 points when you usually see 120. They just had a slip in the fourth quarter. That is it. Like, you look at this game, they had the turnovers, and they still could have won the game if they didn't let it slip in the fourth quarter. Yes, Brown could have went to NB. Hell yeah. That was a bad mistake not going to NB. Don't call oh, he's a bad coach and this and that. Brown has a lot of weapons that he knows he has on the court. He's trying to give everybody that chance. But, like I say, I disagree with it. Give MB that ball until they can stop him. And then, you know, let them pass it out. And then you can get people involved. If you look at a game and you see the game start getting close, give it to MB. Anytime it's close, work him inside. It was times when MB was on the, on the uh, bench when he should have been playing. Of course, I'll give anybody that. MB should have been getting the ball. But Brown was... They also was coming back in the game. They also stayed close in the game when there was turnovers in the game. You're not giving that to Brown. But as soon as the, if that would have been a win, then nobody's even thinking about that. But now it's a loss. It's like, you know, Brown's a bad coach. That's what I'm not going to He's not a bad coach at all. The team's been winning. Team got drafted good players. He's coached them good. He's made some questionable decisions. He did that in a couple of playoffs. Questionable decisions. Brown's new just like, you know, Brown is getting used to this team like this team's getting used to him. And that's what I feel like isn't fair, people judging. Boston's been grooming these young bucks for a long time. Their nucleus is ready to go. They, they've been groomed by vets. They've had time to develop. And Stevens has got them there. Now, this is the other question. Before we go to the game, do we think Brad Stevens would do better with this team than Brown would? I know I'm hitting all yeses right now. 
I'm hearing all yeses. And I would give it a yes. I would give it that. I think you look at how he played Horford when Horford was with Boston and he worked the middle. And he did some three-point shots, but, you know, he let him work the inside. But, you know, he's not MB, so he's not going to, like, play off him. But I don't think that that don't mean <laughs> that don't mean that Brown started with this team without tanking and without, you know, just getting new players that Brad Stevens would go on to win the whole thing. I just think that Brad Stevens would have a better plan. I think Brown would still win with the Boston Celtics. If you start out with players that all started with each other, and they started being playoff players. They didn't start out losing first. And then you get all these new players every year. It's it's a little different story. And then you get Brad Stevens, these guys that that come and play with him, like Tobias Harris got traded, Jimmy Butler got traded. Then they leave. Then you bring in Josh Richardson. Then you bring in Al Horford. Stevens had Horford. So you think he wouldn't do good with Stevens was beating us with Al Horford. Stevens was still running up and down the court. He still had Al Horford. Do y'all not remember that? He had young guys like Terry Rozier. They would run up and down the court. And Al Horford played his game. Period. Period. So you thinking with this team, it wouldn't be the same thing. Just not enough chemistry for your players to get to know each other. Stevens never had to deal with it, ever. He had guys, they all groomed, they all got to know each other. I just think that Stevens would coach his team better. He still wouldn't win because they wouldn't be experienced enough. I think Stevens would do a better job in coaching. You know, he has a different format in coaching. He just have a different format. It's one thing to coach a team better, right? You coach a team better. Coach a team better, but they just don't have enough. They don't have enough. They just don't have enough at the time. If, if you get 18, so you, people are telling me right now that this team would have more chemistry and not have 18 turnovers. If, if Stevens had this team right now, starting the season, and the same thing happened, people thinking it wouldn't go down the same way. I don't think I, I don't see how that happens. I think he would have a better scheme with MB, but they st- it don't work. It, chemistry is everything. These players were throwing passes that weren't there. It was, it was obvious that these guys don't know where each other's at on the court. Nobody knows what to do when one posts up. Nobody knows. And you said that's coaching. These guys were set in plays. They, were put, they had plays set up. NB would post up, dribble the ball too much. He throw it wrong. You got Marcus Smart jumping up for a steal. They have to know each other and confident where people are on the court. They're not like that yet. Jalen Brown, Gordon Haywood, uh, Kimba Walker, they know exactly where each other are. You bring Kimba into the equation, you got to start. You got to X that out. Because when you got a guy that comes in there that has been playing by himself in Charlotte for all these years, you bring him in there, you X that out. That's a guy who's just going to will into any organization and do his thing. He's, just, he's an all-star. Gordon Haywood, he's been there for a year, but guys like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart make up the whole nucleus of this team. And they play together and they get everybody set. This nucleus has not gotten together with nobody yet. You got Ben Simmons, you got Joel Embiid, guys who Jason Tatum got a chance to 
you know, will his way in and learn from people. Marcus Smart never got rushed into anything. Neither did Jalen Brown. So, I, like I say, you can say what you want. But, like I say, if Stevens had this team, he would have a better scheme. But it would end up the same way. I just think, you know, having a big man, I think the way he would see how Embiid is used and he would use him, I think that's the only thing Brown is lacking. To go to your guy, like, I think the Embiid trust is what I don't like about Brown. And the only thing I like about Brown is the Embiid trust. You got to trust your guys. Like, like you trust Jimmy Butler at the fourth quarter. You got to give Embiid. Embiid should have had 40 points in that game and they won. No question, because nobody can stop him. There's a bad mismatch problem right there. We know Simmons is not there to give you a mismatch problem, but MB is definitely a problem. You see how many double teams he created? He should have had something. Listen, you need to have plays together, not even just right X's and O's. You need to have it to the, where the players know. Come to MB, MB, give it up to a player. Because it's always a liability. When two people go to one person, somebody's open. Somebody to know when to cut. They need to know something. Like, that has to happen in practice. That's the two things. Give it to Embiid in the fourth quarter. And pe- players need to know when to come to the ball. When people when Embiid is being double teamed, you need to know, listen, you know this is going to happen. Brown, that's the number one thing Brown needs to go to in practice to me. Everything else, you know, you, you learn that on the, you know, you, you put that in your head. We can't do turnovers. We can't do, but come to the ball when Embiid constantly got double teamed. Constantly. And any time in basketball when it happened in, in the future or whatever, people, it was easy. In the 90s, when a guy being double teamed, it was like clockwork. The morals of the play, the morals of the court, when a guy's being double teamed, you got to help him out. Come to the ball. Guy know where to go. He know where to throw it at. Players need to talk in practice and be like, yo, I'm over here, NB. I'm over here. That has to happen. The chemistry on offense is totally off. Totally off. You say that's coaching. Or what? Players got to play. Because, like they say, this league is different. So, listen, everybody's making doing plays like the Sixers. These guys have to get an on-court chemistry. Forget just that the mental chemistry is good. Everybody, that that's something, now that's another story. It wasn't no good mental chemistry going on. We knew at the end of the season that people was, you know, locker room was crazy. It would, Al Horford even spoke up. Now they're at a good place with each other. That's great. Now it's time for y'all to get together. Yes, Brown got to go in there and do his playbook, you know. I mean, it is what it is. But to say he's a – what I heard on Twitter, he's a terrible coach. The man's been to the playoffs. There's no such thing as a terrible coach that goes to the playoffs. There's no such thing. He might not be not good enough for this team, and I'll give people that. He is questionable. He makes some, uh, you know, calls, and, you know, it could have a better coach for the Sixers. But to say he's not – he's a terrible coach, no. And I like Brown. I think – this is the year. This series is going to prove a lot, but it's so unfair because of Simmons being hurt when you get a Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Stop saying that Al Horford was a bad pickup. Money remains to be seen. A lot of people don't deserve the money they got, okay? But Al Horford is an all-star, so he's in that criteria to get the money. It's, it's just a scale where guys can get that type of money. Al Horford is one of them. Should we have got him? Yeah, why not? You just got to use him right. I think people, see, that's the part, another part of Brown that we go at. Brown has to know how to use Al Horford on this team. I think he has one way and he sticks with it and he don't care who's on the team. And I think was, was, was clearly with how his interviews go, he's indecisive about right now. See, Ben Simmons saved him a lot. 
Ben Simmons, you give him the ball, he runs the offense. Everybody can do their thing because Ben Simmons is naturally gifted and talented. And that, that made it go good. Now it's like, okay, who I give the ball to? You give him to Burke because you're seeing he's all of a sudden the last couple when, when Ben Simmons went out, he was lighting him up. So you want to give him the ball so it's another score on the floor. But the thing is, let Burke be where he's at, but he cannot be the ball handler. He does not know what to do with the ball. He, he clearly, look at what he does. Check that game out. He do not know where to go. Josh Richardson has actually averaged 4.1 assists in the game. I mean, in a season. Burke ain't averaged that. Burke ain't averaged, he's not averaged around four assists a game. It was games, eight games that uh, Josh Richardson had where he had six or more assists. 16 where he had four more assists. When the season first started, he was the second ball handler. Right now, it's been taken away. And I think the only thing with Brown, listen, stick with your guns and get these guys in chemistry. You can't keep changing. That's another thing. You know why he keeps changing? Because fan bases and, and, and you know, people come. Like, he needs to stick to his guns and perfect it. Josh Richardson was perfect there. Long guy, can defend the one, can, can handle the ball. Let him be a ball handler. Let him handle the ball. Let Burks run around, and, and he's a scorer. He's a gunner. Let him run around and be free. Do not let him be the type of guy that's in charge of running the team. That's that's not – you're talking to people – people are getting confused. A ball handler can run the team. He can actually forget – be more effective, not even scoring. Burks is a guy that scores. You have to let him worry about scoring. He cannot worry about facilitating. He cannot worry about passing. You get him involved. That's it. That's a guy that MB, him, and Harris need to have a connection. When MB gets double teamed, those two guys need to be available. I understand what everybody's talking about about Brown, but Brown's a good coach. You say what you want. He's been in these playoffs. You want him to be teams. Now, it's kind of unfair you coming to him now that he's not a good coach. <laughs> when Ben Simmons gets hurt, oh, he's not a good coach. Man, he's – I just don't get it. It's, it was times when NB was hurt when Ben Simmons took over, when, when everybody thought it was over in a season where he made the playoffs, winning over 10 straight, over 10 straight, and he was he was playing this game, playing hard. It's times we ain't have NB. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, well, Ben is so good. Brown coached those teams. Oh, man, that with a winning streak, Brown coached those teams. With Jimmy Butler, Brown coached those teams. People asked for this to happen. When they lost to Toronto, when they didn't score, this, you're going to blame that on Brown when they didn't score in this many possessions? You're going to blame that on Brown? You're going to blame that on Brett Brown? Jimmy Butler was the only person that scored in them last, well, I think it was like four minutes against Toronto. You're going to blame that on Brown? You got five all-star type players on the floor. You're going to blame that on Brown. Brown got these guys. He's trying to get everybody together. Brad Stevens has not had to deal with what Brett Brown has had to deal with. And that's just point blank. Now you got the NBA restart. Now you got to get everybody back into it. Well, it's different when some people actually know the culture. A lot of people on a team know a culture. So, like I said, 18.6 rebounds and two assists for Alec Burke and Josh Richardson. You know, uh, Burke went to the line seven times. It was one get, uh, comment. I did get it wrong about the 12, 12 free throws. That was Joe Limby, who 
uh, once again. Should have been inside more. He could have got 20 free throws. The way he was bossing people in there, he could have got more. And then Josh Richardson, give him the ball. You look at game, the first game of the season, they beat Boston. Josh Richardson had, he was 9 for 9 from free throw line. He's been 6 for 6. He averages over 80% from the free throw line. And, you know, you got Alec Burke at 79. He's a better free throw shooter than uh, Alec Burke. Career. He's a better, he scored more, averaged more a game in five years than Alec Burke has what, Josh Richardson averages around almost 13 a game in five years. Alec Burke averages 10 point, almost 11 points a game. Almost 11. You're talking about three-point shooting. They're the same. This year, with, with Philly and the chances he's getting, like the last couple of years in the free throw percentages went up. You know, he's peaking around his ninth. He's getting better at free throw percentages in the last couple of teams. You know, Alec Burke is almost at 90%. But, Mind you, Josh Richardson has played five years. Do you know how good Josh Richardson is going to get? This is a good series for Josh Richardson because now you get to see who Josh is. I think that 18 points was a big come-out party for him, and he will continue to be a killer. And if you look at this game, Philly now sees that how much in reach this game really was. I just feel like it's time for new stars to step up. That's just what it is. If they're saying that the league is different now, then it really is pressure on the players because it's like, Okay, it's time for Josh to do. Tobias, it was a disappointing game. Like, they really needed him. They really needed Tobias. And now, see, when you bring him into the equation at first, there's so many stars. But Tobias, was before he came to the Sixers, he was the man on any team. He was the man. The Clippers, the Magic, he was the man. Now, you've got other alpha dogs like Simmons and Embiid. And now, you bring in Josh Richardson. See, Josh Richardson was not just brought in to be a piece. He was brought in to be a dog. So now it's like everybody tries to figure themselves out. We know Tobias is second to MB now. And you see what Josh Richardson was doing. Obviously, these guys have not gotten used to their spots, uh, cuts, uh, comfortability, giving players the ball in certain places. This is all part of the game where Tobias can feed off players. It's just like player get good, he get good, and then some players might fall back when a player get good. They don't know. It hasn't got to that point yet, and that that has to. They have to get there. Brown is a, is a is a sixty percent part of that because he has to tell players this too. He has to tell them this. He has to tell them this. Like, listen, you need to go out there and do it, Josh. Tobias, go out there and do it. And I'm pretty sure Brown is on there. It always takes Brown a couple of times, a couple of times, or one time. It's like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was having a bad playoff last year. And guess what happened? The Sixers talked bad about him. He talked bad back. Next game, boom. You talked about Joel Embiid a couple of times this season. Guess what happened? Boom. It's you. Brown needs to just. I think the perfect. Like I say, Stevens would definitely coach his team good. I think he really would. I think he really would, but. Without the chemistry, this team would be doing. And, and if he went through the same thing the Sixers did, Brian Stevens would be in the same position. You just have to give him time, and it's crazy because time is now. I, I think it's just it's real trip. It's real uh, unfair for the time to be now when you lose your star point guard. That everybody wants to see. He has to. But Brown got to. On the other hand, Brown has to dig deep into his 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 bag of tricks and it's time to his coaching savvy has to come out right now he the, the one thing that shouldn't happen is turnovers the second thing that shouldn't happen is you looking lost because boston has already been trained for war 
and they're ready to pounce on any mistakes. But if Philly playing their, they're playing bad with turnovers, they still had Boston running. They still had Boston having to step their game up. But Brown has to depend on Embiid. On the other note, Tobias wasn't that bad. It's just that he should have shot more. I just feel like that that takes away from his game. It's 15 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, almost triple-double, uh, 6-15 from the field. He should have shot like 23, 24 shots. We need him to be a killer. We need him to attack more. If you're 3-for-3 three three from the free-throw line, we need you to be 9-for-9, 10-for-10. You need to take as many shots as possible. When when uh, when Tatum answered, you answered. You need to go ahead and you know make people double-team you. Like, Tobias is that type of player. It's just their time. Now that people... See, Tobias ain't had to be this way since, you know, uh, Orlando and and the Clippers. He ain't had to be this way and be a dog. It's like sometimes he's waiting for MB or he's waiting for Josh or he sees Burks going... Burks don't... Like, some guys don't know where to go. Like, they like, okay, should I do it now? What's the role? Brown needs to assign roles, too. I mean, you got these guys that... Burks is new. So now it's like, what do I do? Burks came in new, just like Robinson the third. So it's like, what do I do? What what do I do? Do I put in Burks here? Like this, all trying to figure it out. And still, they lost by eight. Like to me, with eighteen turnovers, I mean, that team should have lost by twenty points. With not their star point guard going, it's because the team was super talented. And it's only a matter of time. I think game two proves a lot. And this is a must win. I feel it is because you don't want to get too old and have to come back. I think it's a must win in my opinion. I think Philly needs to go ahead, go in there, and make it happen. They have the play. Tobias has to be a dog. I think him, even though Richardson had 18 points, we still needed more from Richardson. Burke shouldn't have to be dependent on to be this 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 dominant, uh, this score. He needs to be an instant offense guy. Richardson, and they traded for Richardson, and they, tra- and they got Tobias. These two guys have to step up. The Tennessee connection has to step up. They have to be the second and third guy to Embiid. And then it makes Burks, Burks do his thing, you know. So 26-16 for Embiid, 13 for Milton. Five with five points, four rebounds. One block, two steals. Great block on Tatum. Everybody just has to play their game, man. That's just it. And I just think that now there were some mistakes. Just the 18 turnovers alone. I think if anything, if anybody looking at this game, this game could have been won by the Sixers. And they didn't have Ben Simmons. This should have Boston on big notice in the in the league period, like or, or analyst period, looking at the Sixers and looking how they played. This game could have definitely been won by the Sixers. They had some good runs, good spurts, even though the eighteen turnovers. Um, next game, it has to be. I want to see more. Richardson could have eighteen again, but Tobias got to have like he got to be a guy that can score thirty. I mean, he can do it. I'm I'm totally aware. He can score thirty points on you. He need to get 25, 22 at the least every game um, because 22 would really spell Joel Embiid. And in the 18 points a game, I said it about Josh Richardson, the 18 points a game has to happen for Josh Richardson. 18, he needs to be a threat to hit 18 or more every game, 22 or more for Tobias, and 30, uh, you know, 26 was good, but 30 to 35 for Embiid. We need that. Give him the ball, man. Like, for real. Al Horford can eat off anything, man. Let him eat. You know, and right now, 
once they get every those three guys involved, things get different. Things get totally different. Um, to talk about, oof, disappointing. Devin Ford, um, Salim Warmley, and Caden Wallace. Oh my gosh, three highly, highly touted prospects for Penn State. This is gonna. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! This is gonna be because Devin Ford is a third. He's a, he's looking to have a big season. Caden Wallace is a big part of the future, and Salim Warmley is an extremely talented guy that can play guard. What is gonna? I, I I don't think their college career is over. That's not gonna happen. But I don't think it's gonna. Now, but it could be a suspension for the whole year. That could happen. That could definitely happen, man. You do not see them three. I, I don't know. Penn State. We'll see what happened with Penn State. It, it's always a possibility. It's always a possibility that they can be took off the team. They could choose to do that. They could really choose to do that. But we'll see what happens. It's really something like that was stupid. That I I didn't really want to talk about it on Twitter because when I heard, I was just like, "Come on, man!" And I know Franklin's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> Franklin's like, "Hell no!" Are y'all stupid? Ain't like nobody don't. Let me tell you something about the real life. Ain't like these players, like they're the only players smoking weed, or they're the only players, you know, uh, you know, girls that players that mess with girls. Listen, it's going on. This when you get caught, it's unbelievable, right? But I'm just telling you the truth. That happens. People are smoking weed. They're messing with girls, and you know, having girls having fun. They're jocks, you know. So girls want them, you know. They they they're sport and they're athletes, you know what I mean? So it is, but. Let me ask you something. Is it worth your career for you to get caught with drugs? I just hope it all works itself out for them and they learn their lesson. They still continue their career. Because these are some very talented guys. Caden Wiles is an NFL talent. Definitely a guy that will start in the future. Salim Warmley is going to be a guy to challenge. Definitely start. Very talented player in the offensive line. Play guard. Um... And Devin Ford is just dynamic, man. I remember having an interview with him with Philly Sports Network. It's just so crazy right now um, and the situation that's going on. It's just so crazy. Now, um, looking more into um, the 76ers, it just has to, NBC has to do more. Everybody's trying to figure out each other. I think this is the crazy part about it because like I said, I like Brown, but I ain't, I, believe me, y'all, I'm with y'all on, it could be questionable. If they don't make it out the first round, which I think they should, I don't give a care. I'm looking at this team. Brown should be able to make out the first round against Boston because Boston has a Jason Tatum. They have a Jalen Brown, but Philadelphia still has a, a Joel Embiid. They still have a Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. These guys are good enough, and they're good enough to beat those three. Gordon Hayward, they're good enough. They got Alec Burks. Cork Myers is a good score. These guys, all he has to do is know how to use these guys. It's like you see these guys. Some people say they're inconsistent. One guy said they're inconsistent. That's because Brown doesn't always put them in a the position. He don't stick to a same scheme. And inconsistent, I don't I wouldn't say they're inconsistent. They just don't all produce the same all the time. Like this game, what did you see from Cork Myers? Okay, what did you see from anybody, Kyle Quinn or Mike Scott? 
uh, Raul Neto, guys you, you could need. But Court Mines, at least Court Mines, having zero points in seven minutes, we need some definite help or more help from Thibault on the offensive end. Both guys can score. Um, he was giving the floor to Shake Milton, to, to Alec Burt to come off the bench. He was giving the floor to him and Court Mines. Court Mines needed to provide. That's why they say consistent, but it's like, it was games, it was times in the game, he didn't know where he was. You know, it was Alec Burke. He's a more of a go-getter. He'd get the ball, he'll run around until he finds a shot and try to shoot. You got to get Cork Miles into the scheme of things. So I think next game is real interesting. I can't wait to see it. Um, once again, 109-101, Celtics win. Um, was close for a minute. It was close for, it was close. It was a good knockdown, drag down to the fourth quarter. It just, that was a different game. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers just, you know, updating you on things that's going on with the Sixers. Um, another thing, uh, the Phillies, before I get out of here, let's just get more into everybody. I really got to stop, you know, about to cancel out on that because the Eagles look good in there. It's just good to see that Hightower's burning people. And John Hightower's, I can't wait to see how Quiz Watkins do. Like, this draft is really a good draft. Casey Toolhill and Sean Bradley, they're guys that could be real good special teamers. If not, if they don't get, in, you know, that depth point, they could be good depth. Real good on special teams. Really make the special team something good. And then you look at Sean Bradley, has the potential to sneak in there somewhere and, and, and be a player and get some time. Casey Toolhill, we'll see how that goes. We're going to see exactly how that goes. Uh, Jalen Rager's looking exciting. That's great that Wentz is giving him rave reviews. Corey Clement, they're really talking about Corey Clement, and that's big. If Corey Clement is back with Boston Scott and Miles, that, that's going to be – if he's back to that Super Bowl type of impact, like this is going to be something to see. Uh, the Flyers, I think they're the most talented Philadelphia team, sports team, Period. I'm talking about deep talented, like because it's a minor league system. I mean, if you like looking at talented young talent, you love looking at these guys. You really do. So I'm all for it. I'm really all for it. When you talk about that type of nature of, of, of like, the Flyers, to see how this, we could really get a Stanley Cup. They have that team. And with a goalie like Carter Hart, the limit is the sky. You still got Brian Elliott back there who's a pretty good goalie. And the thing is, what if he, they both get hurt? Alex Lyons is not no slouch. So I just like this team, and um, the Phillies, the bullpen is atrocious. It's very disappointing, and I just I'm really tired of talking about. It's like how long can the bullpen be like this? Like you got to have some, like Zach Wheeler and Nola are are God given a God given duo, right there. And Zach Effin is the most underrated, one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. And Jake Arrieta is having an underrated season also. Nobody's talking about it. Those guys are doing their job. They look for their fifth guy. Spencer Howard has crept in there, 
And I think he could stay there. I think it's time for Spencer Howard just to stay there and trade Valdez I'm sick of Valdez Put him in the bullpen and see what he do. I'm sick of Vincent Valdez. I'm sick of Vincent because I like him so much. He has the 100 mile hour fastball. He has all this talent and boom. You know, it's just, I'm ready for a whole nother. And how do we fix this bullpen? How? How do you fix a bullpen? I don't see Sir Anthony Dominguez. I don't see Victor Reynos. I don't see I don't see Victor Reynos or Sir Anthony Dominguez. I don't see the guys that would usually be in charge of this bullpen. Like the more talented guys. David Robinson is supposed to be. I can't wait till he comes back. We need those guys. At least those three. Adam Morgan's back. That's good. That's another guy. But we need those three. Sir Anthony Dominguez. We need David Robinson. We need Victor Reno. Period. And everything else will work itself out. But you don't have those guys. It's crazy. Like the bullpen is totally depleted. It's almost frustrating in a way, but we're going there. Um, I got some articles coming out. Uh, Villanova. I, I'm gonna talk about the guard situation for Villanova. Um, Brian Antoine, Justin Moore, uh, Kyle Gillespie, and Caleb Daniels, and how talented that guard that that team is at guard. Like seriously. I just think bigger, just that alone, the Big East is gonna be hard to. They're gonna be hard to beat in the Big East, and and you look at uh, also. I'll, I'll talk about the front court. More of the forwards, and then I'll talk about the centers because you still got Dixon, you got possibly Robinson Earl, and you got Pops, and then you got Dada. I just I think Dada has a real good season. I think people really forgot how explosive he is. And you know, I think if you look at Jr., I was I was asked one time, do I still think the same that Dot I would have beat out Jre? I don't think he would have beat him out, but I do think that the the minutes would have been way bigger for Dot had he been healthier. So listen, y'all, I'm out of here, man. It's good to talk about these Philly teams, man. Um, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. I am your host, Leader Johnson, and I'm out. Follow the leader.